Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I'm your host, Real Gerald Quinn, on this 27th of June, 2022. This is episode 837 of the real deal podcast just um just great to be with you on this uh even early uh late early evening i have a special guest on the podcast uh, on a rare monday podcast i don't do too many podcasts on monday but this certainly um will be worth it um he is a entrepreneur he is a image consultant uh of course he has a ton of has experience with dealing with, with music programming as well um, you've heard him on the podcast a couple years back before when the world was seemingly normal. Um, <laughs> so a lot has happened since we had him last on back in 2019. Adrian McDonald, the founder, one owner and founder of All Calculated Measures, joins us. How you doing, Adrian? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Glad to be back. Oh, it's great. It's great to have you back, man. It's um, certainly has been a podcast um, long and you know longer would do. For sure, for sure. I was looking, looking forward to talking to you and just seeing how you were progressing um, uh, in terms of your company and, and your business ventures. First of all, I mentioned earlier about, you know, life has not been the same uh, as we've known it since the last time we spoke in, 20, I believe it was April of 2019. How, you've been, how have you been personally uh, in terms of the pandemic and, you know, it, 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 its effect on you? Um, what what are your thoughts on that in terms of how that how that's been since the last time we spoke? Oh, okay. Um, well, once again, thanks for having me. Um, man, it's <laughs> like every I think I can say like it, it was a shock kind of to everyone, kind of how this whole thing has been kind of up and down, go all over the place. <clears throat> for me, um, it was definitely. I, how some people say like a culture shock it, it like kind of hit me hard as far as my life and my lifestyle changing but little did i know i was kind of preparing myself for it the, the entire time so um mentally i'm good physically i'm good uh i know we used to work you know work out in the gym and everything together and we used to chop it up uh so i i kept all of that going because I knew I needed to hold on to that and, and you know, do something for me. Um, my, uh, as far as my uh, professional career, as far as, of course, you know, I used to, you know, work to corporate America, work in corporate America, and then that kind of all came to a screeching halt, which kind of put, you know, more pressure on me to like step up. And, and if I was going to do this entrepreneurial thing was to yeah, step up and, like this is the time. So what happened, I would say in 2019, I was in corporate America and then I wasn't. <laughs> and so then I had, I had two, I had a decision to make, stop or keep going. Everything in me said, keep going. And so 2019, I finished out exactly how I wanted to. 2020 and 2021, it was more of a reflection um creatively uh, i had to you know dig deeper and then i had to reinvent myself because i knew i was coming back i just didn't know when and so i knew this day would come and so uh early in the year i relaunched everything as far as my image consulting and um my merchandise and so in the beginning it was kind of a shock but at the same time 
it was needed for me to sometimes you need to sit down and just you know readjust and, and figure some things out so now things are definitely more defined uh every i have a, a more of a, a creative team kind of people helping me kind of it's not really all on me um even though i am the uh, i'm heading the company and and, and things are, are going in a good direction um but the the sitting the sit down in the pause it wasn't necessarily bad because i definitely needed it um and so now we're pushing forward we're here uh, i'll let you know let you get to the uh to your questions but i am in a good space and i am moving forward as far as my, my brand yeah the um you know the pandemic was definitely a a situation where it was kind of like you know god was like you know everybody you need to sit down and reevaluate what you're doing. Like, yeah, just, yeah. just sit down. Just sit down. Like, we don't. It's, it's that's what it kind of felt like. Um, and you know, I saw. You know, I've seen some people, despite the pandemic, despite being out of work, despite some of the things that came with it. I've seen a number of people just use it and just flourish. Like they're like they, you got and you got people changing careers, you got people just living out, just like saying this is what you know. I'm I'm finally I finally get to do what in essence what I wanted to do instead of just going through the motions of this job of a job that I really didn't like. And if you notice, I'm sure you noticed this. Now, a lot of people that when the pandemic has and it's it's not over yet, but it's kind of you know when things start reopening and and got somewhat back to normal that you have people just saying, basically, I'm not coming back to work. Like, I'm not, like, this is it. I'm, I'm not coming back. Like, I'm, to give I'm not coming back in the office. I'm not coming back to work. Like, there, like, there are more jobs out there now. There's no excuse not to have a job. Like, if you don't have a job, you just choose not to work. Like, or it's just like, that, like, there are more jobs out here now than ever. So I found that interesting about this whole ordeal that has been, you know, that took shape, you know, March, you know, 15th of 2020. Um, as far as where you're at now, the thing I've noticed, even looking at your website or looking on, you know, on your Instagram page is the, the thing that stood out to me as a difference was the colors. You began 2019, black, 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 yellow, and white. Those are like the primary colors that I saw. Now, you have, you know, brown, red, green. Can you talk about that shift uh, in terms of where you've taken the merchandise, the, 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 in terms of the style of the merchandise, the color? What, what, what brought about those changes in, in terms of, the, the, from a standpoint with the colors? Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm glad you well, yeah, noticed that. Plus, I wanted it to stand out. Um, that came with me in the beginning when we first talked. I thought I knew what this was and how I had it structured, but me sitting down and reevaluating it made me tighten that reevaluate made me tighten it up basically. And so the ACM, the all calculated measure side, I sw I, I kind of switched it up, and now it's life. Uh, what what I say? I'm sorry. It's lifestyle 
mindsets, and merchandise. The AM to PM side, the average man, the man, that's still me doing all my image consulting. But the ACM is the umbrella. So I get to have more fun on that side. So it can be, you know, I can be a lot more creative. So with me coming back and rebranding, I had to dig deep. And, me, and my brother, we were bouncing ideas off, off of each other. So what I wanted to do was my merchandise now tells a story. And it tells my story. There's a backdrop between behind every piece that I am that I am dropping. So for the first campaign, um, which was the Rep Your Hood, where I'm from, where you from. And that's when the color schemes and the colors and everything, that's when you started seeing all and I did the uh, I think the camouflage for you. Right. It, I needed that. It, it was like a brush of a breath of fresh air, but it came with the creativity and it came with me and my brother bouncing off, bouncing ideas off of each other. But with that first campaign, when I was rebranding myself, um, I said, okay, this has to really speak. So from the letters to the colors, I'm like, yeah, I, I have to, I mean, it's so much stuff out here on social media. You have to make, you know, just kind of make yourself stand out. So all of that was kind of in that. So, yeah. So with that campaign, I knew I wanted these colors and I knew uh, we found the font that we wanted. And I was like, okay, let's run with it. But it's just, I feel more like you just said, some people say, I'm not going back to work. I was one of those people. Right. I'm, like, I'm not going back to work. So I got to make this work. So I put, I'm putting literally everything into like everything. Not that I wasn't. But it's a lot more focused. And now, like I said before, each piece of merchandise I drop, it tells a story about me. So that first campaign where you see the three, the, um, the red, the blue, and the black, and I picked those colors. I saw another campaign and it just spoke to me. And I was like, okay, those colors work. And so I, I just took them. So I was like, okay, let me see if these will work for me. And so, okay. They did, but at the same time, I have other colors. I got a lot of other colors, and, I've used, and you've seen them, but those were like the basic ones that I came out with at first. And so people liked them, and it was like, hey, can you do this for me? Can you do that? Can you do this? Can you do that? And that's when you saw the pinks and the yellows and, and all this, the purples and all that. So uh, the campaign I just dropped, uh, which was Obstacles and Oppor Obstacle Opportunity, that speaks to that day that we talked about before we went live when i got to work and they walked me into the office i looked at that or you could look at that as an obstacle or an opportunity i looked at that situation as an opportunity and so i took it and ran with it but now i'm basically that's the backdrop story behind that merch your, so each each piece is is literally telling you a, a chapter or a piece of my life. So you are you're a creative, I'm a creative, mm -hmm. and I just wonder, like, you know, I see this world we live in of just over saturation of everything. It's just 
You see it with Netflix. You see it. Everybody's got a podcast. Everybody, uh, you know, you see a lot of, you know, you see a lot of entrepreneurs. You see, it's a lot of a lot, right? Yes. And we live in a society where attention has become a new drug. So people will go out their way to do something to draw attention, even if it means compromising integrity and and what have you for for the bag. I just wonder, and you know, we have me and you have it tougher because we are not public figures. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. we have it probably the hardest, to be honest with you, from that mm-hmm. standpoint. I just wonder how difficult it is to comp to not jump out your skin to to get more attention for your uh, clothing line and your business and stay the course and continue to be true to yourself. Do you find that balancing act to be difficult? Do you find that, you know, how challenging do you find that? Oh, man, I'm dealing with that every day because <clears throat> I, I work with other people as far as uh, I have someone help me. Uh, my brother helps me with a lot of uh, creative ideas. As somebody helping me uh, on my marketings, which and, and and advertising because you're seeing me a lot more. I like I'm put I'm really pushing because I'm putting everything I got, but I got a little help as well. And I promise you, I am I have tug of war with them, just changing up a little bit and doing little stuff because of just how, like you say, I'm I don't want to compromise anything about who I am and and. I'm cut from a certain cloth, and man, I'm dealing with it every day. But the the thing for me is, I have to be able to look at that person in the mirror every day, and I need to be able to be okay with that person. If I'm if I if I wake up one day or the day comes that I can't look at that person in the mirror and be like, oh, okay, I'm good with him, then I can't do it anymore. So from my dad, my my family, my aunts, my uncles, I, I got people around me or, or I stay in contact with people who just, you know, they keep me grounded. And so, but it had just, how I was raised, it just been instilled in me that if I have to compromise myself, I don't want it that bad. I, I just don't. And like you said, it's so much of everything and everybody They'll cut off their right arm or leg for some attention. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm I'm not from that era. Like I'm glad I grew up. I was born back in the seventies. I you know you know give up my age, but I and so raised in the eighties and I like we really saw you know hard times and really like had to get it. And so I know as the, the people are using this word, the times have changed or the paradigm has shifted, and it has. Um, I studied all of this before I even jumped out here. It took me a long time to get on social media because I saw the what I call goofy and, and clownish stuff people doing, and I'm like, I I don't want to do that. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, so Adrian, how do you do this but still, you know, um, keep your integrity? And so to me, that's. It was already instilled in me, but with each project that I do and each uh, piece of merch, that it, it, it you just have to balance it every time. Because when I'm promoting, 
I don't want to be doing too much. I want you to see me, but I don't want to do too much. So uh, I think it's it's a, a battle every day. But if you know who you are, you know, you, you you know, you I don't most people, at least I'm thinking, don't won't jump out there, you know, just jump out the window, as they say. Um, but. I don't want it that bad. If I have to do that, I don't want it that bad. I mean, to your point about jumping out the window, it seems like with the society that we're in, that mo- most people are jumping out the window, <laughs> for lack of a better term, because, because of the just craving for the attention, you know, with social media and what have you. And what I like, the thing I know is about you, um, that kind of separates, you know, that kind of separates yourself from, from a lot of others is you, you seem to be someone who is obsessed and obsessed with the process. Like you fall, like I, I hear, um, I hear Chris Paul, you know, he'll lose in a, in, in a game or losing the playoffs. And he'll say, they'll say, you know, Chris, how can you recover from this? And he says, Hey, just got to go back to work and fall in love with the process again. And that, you know, it's such a poignant and such a, a, a great statement because, because it's just not, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not it. This is. I mean, it is a process. It's a. It's a. You know. It's a lifelong process for a lot of people, and you know, we just live in this society that wants everything. You know, like once a mic. We live in a microwave society. Just wants everything right here, right now, and that just doesn't. I. I, I think that just has a very short, short shelf life, and in terms of just quality, it's not. You know, the quality is not going to be there uh, per se. So. I think how you're doing this is definitely the right way, um, to be honest with you. Um, last time we spoke, you said you had four solid people that, you know, kind of constructed, made up your company. Uh, has that, how much has that expanded by as far and and how, how much do you delegate responsibilities in terms of the company? Yeah. Um, well, really now I would say it's, yeah, it's four still. Um, we we were talking before about um, being a boss versus an employee, right? And so, and, and you learn these things as you're you know going through the process. The worker, your worker bees, people who have good ideas, people who can execute, people who can do this. Everyone has bring something to the table you just need to know how to get it out of so with me i i'm i'm very create creative so taking the idea and making it tangible that is like that's the rush for me so i'm around people or i try to put myself around people who you know who who can just add to that and so but with every campaign man um it's like it's not pretty behind the scenes you know right. people love the glitz and glamour out but it's not pretty and so me and my brother we you know go at it that's my brother um i have a uh, a, a lady a friend who helps me with the marketing and and the um you know kind of promoting and stuff like that my cousin 
she helps with uh you know some of my social media stuff like hey do this do that you know but i don't want to be first of all trendy i want to like kind of set myself so yeah we go back and forth about a lot of things and they may not necessarily be what, what i would say goofy <laughs> but they're like oh you can do this or you can do that but if it doesn't feel right I, it's like, uh, I don't know. But at the same time, I don't want to stand in my way. So I think it's it's definitely a tug of war. But sometimes you do have to take a chance. But I think up to this point, I, I've made all the right moves. At least, like I said, I can still look at myself in the mirror. But, um, but yeah, that's a day-to-day thing. And, and yeah, I, I bump heads with my, with my people on my team all the time, man. Because... I I may be more a little bit more old school than they are, and they may be a little bit younger or whatever. But um, but it comes with the territory, and they they've they've all shown me that they're invested in this just like I am. So as long as we I know you we on the same team and we're trying to achieve the same goal, we're we're gonna work all that other stuff out. Do you hope to eventually expand? your uh your company in terms of because you know let's be honest their fashion moves at a rapid pace um obviously keeping up with the times you know the you know that main demographic of you know the 25 to 50 year old or 18 to 30 year old we we know what the main demographic is demographic is is that something that you've thought about in terms of you know once you're in a position to in terms of expanding uh with more people hiring more people oh yeah uh well i honestly want to keep my team really tight right so i i i, I would say yeah i could i could use probably two or three more people but i want to te- keep the core tight but yes i do want to scale up and i'm i'm looking into all of that as far as uh my merch and then as far as uh, i want to design uh, I may have to start sewing soon. <laughs> right. So, um, so eventually, yeah, you'll see that growth. Um, I got some things cooking. It's just, you know, I don't want to speak too soon. No, I got uh, But, but you'll definitely, you know, we, we stay tapped in, so you'll definitely know. Um, but I think it, like you said, the Chris Paul thing is about falling in love with the process. And I've been grinding, and I feel like it will happen. But you know, you just you just gotta you know go through you know the the trials, tribulations, go through the mud, as they say. Um, but I feel good about the space I'm in, and I'm looking at people who are doing what I'm doing. Of course, following certain people and seeing what they did, and seeing okay, if I could take it and tweak it, or if I could replicate that. Or, uh, okay, am I going to just try to reinvent the wheel? You know, which I'm not going to try to reinvent the wheel. But, um, but yeah, expanding and definitely scaling up and um, having my own pieces, kind of custom design pieces, that's something that I'm, I'm working on and definitely want to do uh, in the future. Um, but at the same time, I know I'm not for everybody. So I really don't. That's fine. I don't. I know everybody's not going to be on it. Right. I I want the people. I want to be drawn to the people and the people who are drawn to me. I I want that. I don't want everybody. I just want the people that I'm supposed to have. Got it. Uh, so on the 
on each podcast I had I have sports, pop culture, otherwise we have a uh, 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 we have a segment called the deep dive. We talk about a particular topic or subject or a person. I want to deep dive the shifting of a mindset. And what I mean by that is how do we, and you, and you, of course you're perfect, perfect to ask this too, how do we shift our mindsets as a community from being workers to owners? Well, the first thing I would say is we have to realize that everyone's not a worker <laughs> and everyone's not an owner. Or as we say, everybody's not a boss. Uh, and yeah, and some people are just meant to be employees or everybody's not a leader. Leader. Some people are meant to be followers. So for me, I grew up following Right. I I had it in me to be the leader, but I, I would say I was timid or, you know, just scared, shy, whatever. And I started noticing and looking around like, okay, they're not really doing anything. I can do that or I can do this. I can. So at first out, this is a great segue. <laughs> My pillars. Confidence, discipline, and consistency. Those are the three pillars for all calculating measures. Right. In order to be a leader or a boss or what, you need to have the confidence, which means knowledge of self. Once you have the knowledge of, of self, then, of course, you need some discipline, which gives you structure. I got that from my dad. And also, I was in the military. So, there that goes. And right. then your consistency would be repetition, meaning repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. And that's how you're going to get the desired results. Just like when me and you would be in the gym, in order to get our bodies the way we want it, we had to do that over and over and over again. So, speaking to the question specifically, First, we need to realize who are the leaders and who are the followers or who are the bosses and who the, are the employees. And that's fine. Whichever side you fall on, it's just I don't need employees being bosses and then the bosses being employees. So we need to first define who's who. Once you know that, then, okay, what, what's the goal? And then how do we execute it? So let's say, okay, we're trying to build a house. We got 10 people here. We're trying to build a house. So, okay, we need to put the people in place. Like, okay, you, uh, you know, chop down the wood. Okay, you can uh, build a frame. You can put the doors on. You know, you can uh, run the pipe toward the water and the filtrate. Like, once you, to me, have the knowledge of self and you define the positions, then it's about the execution. You have to get people who here comes the consistency. It's not a, a lag like half I don't want to curse, but a half we, we, have, we are feeling we're, we're uncensored. You can curse. <laughs> okay. It, it's not a, like I don't need people on the team who are gonna half ass. Right. We all have to be of one mind. Like, okay, we're all 
working on this goal to create. Once again, like we talk about the black community, re pulling all our resources together and making something happen. And so that's what I, that's why my team is so tight as far as what I'm doing because I know if I have a hundred di different people, everybody has great ideas, but nobody wants to do the work. Right. So okay, I, I love great ideas, but okay, how are we going to execute them though? Which means you need to have the right people with the right passion, the right mindset to get something done. So that's what I would say is define who is who first. And then, okay, we plug the people who are who are dependable and trustworthy into these positions and then we move, we, we move forward. But let me say this. Everybody don't want to be saved. And you're not going to be able to save everyone. And you're not going to be able to help everybody because everybody doesn't want the same thing. So you have to weed out the people who are going to um, keep you down or pull you back because everybody, some people are cool, you know, on food stamps or welfare or, you know, this, that, and the third. You have to find like-minded people, which is another key. because. If you got Harriet Tubman said, I could have freed more slaves if they only would have known they were slaves. Right. So to me, it's kind of that mindset. You can't build with people who don't want to build. No, no question about it. Um, there are a number of reasons why I asked that question. Um, first of all, we, we are like the biggest consumers you know, in the world, we spend, you know, the black spending power was, um, was a report where you had one is at $1.6 tr trillion, right? But yet our net worth as a community had, has declined by 14%, which tells me that we are, we, yeah, we have spending power, but there's a lack of money management in terms of financial literacy. And I just wonder, right, I hear, I hear so many people complain about their jobs. And there's a stereotype that's insane in terms of, you know, our community being lazy. I know so many people that have multiple jobs. It's not even funny. Like, we, we as a community are not lazy. I think, frankly, we're working too hard and working too much. And I wonder what if you can put, if I can put, take all that energy in terms, in terms of the two or three jobs that I have per se, and put that into entrepreneur, to put that into, into uh, entrepreneurship, and trying to, you know, own, trying to monetize something that I want to do that I love to do, how would that look? How would that look if I'm taught about how to balance a checkbook in elementary school? So I, I think there's a way to shift this mindset but they again this and again the, the thing about it is the system is not going to do it for us we have to do it for ourselves like the system is fine with this cookie cutter idea of you mentioned earlier with corporate america hey work you too we can't work you no more and then once we get rid of you then we'll replace you with somebody else or cut your position altogether. like the system is going to be the system so I, I just wonder what it would look like if we uh that mindset was established 
early on, um, in you know, taught early on. You know, we, you know, and you know, it is these things are generational and running cycles. You understand in terms of generational wealth and how that works out, and mm-hmm. even a gener- even a generational mindset. You know. Yep. Man, we have speaking of the, as a black people, as black community, and me and my brother we talk about this all the time. As far as the generational trauma. That's what's been passed down more than right. the wealth, you know. So when I say dysfunction uh, is function or um, is the function, we have been taught to be dysfunctional. We have been taught to uh, be materialistic. Um, like you say, cookie cutter, this, we're microwave a generation, this is instant gratification, all this stuff is, we're so far from where we, from where we come from, where we used to be, and how we, and how we, you know, our families were built. And that took time, and, but they, they did a good, they did a good job. <laughs> so now we're in the times that, how do you reprogram people? to go back to that your black wall streets and all this stuff like how do we get back to that but i can't do that with my brother when i don't trust him right or you know i think he's gonna stab me in the back or he's trying to you know have sex with my woman or you know whatever so we're so they keep us so caught up on the minimal, minimal, everyday, just nothingness to where we can't come together, think constructively, put something together, get a plan together. Okay, get some refund. I mean, get get some resources, put some funds together, and like, okay, we're gonna be. They keep us at each other's throats. They keep us on edge. They keep us wanting a new pair of Jordans. They keep us with wanting a new PlayStation. <laughs> the new Xbox, like how black people are marketed to, is a whole thing, right? So when you see uh, Megan the Stallion and the Baby and Lil, ba- when you see this twenty four seven sex and the new iPhone and the new red bottoms, this is what you. They don't show us doctors, lawyers. Uh, black billionaires, the few that we have, they don't show us any of that. And if they do, you you really got to go look for that. <clears throat> so, like I said, the system is a system, and and it's it's working and it's running how it's supposed to run. You have got to be able to think for yourself. I think nobody wants to do that these days. They just. Take what the TV television says or the government says. Hey, okay, that's what they said. We're gonna do it. It's or, okay to ask. It's okay to ask a question. No question about <laughs> it's it. Okay. Yeah, no question yeah. about it. Or, or you know, yeah. like going back to social media is a uh-huh. bunch of just group thinkers. Somebody, one person says something crazy, then four or five thousand people agree with it without no mm-hmm. without research. Uh, you know, <laughs> we talk about fake news and all this. Oh man, like that. So yeah, to your point, you're 100 percent right. I, you know, I think 
I thought about something with you when you mentioned it earlier in the in the uh not earlier, but when we talked in the previous podcast. Right. You your one of your goals was you want to you know, you want to, to uh start up create generational wealth within your family. That's that and that's why it makes so perfect sense in terms of why your circle so tight uh from that standpoint. Like that that is one of your you know, that's one of your goals. You want to create that within your family, ensure, and I'm, I'm sh- surely pass that on to the next generation and so on and so on. So that that's the kind of mindset that I think that, you know, I, I you know, it's, it's different between wanting to be rich and, and again, wanting to create generational wealth. There are two different, there are two different things. I think the idea of being wanting to be rich is just the materialistic part that we, we were talking about. Like, we want to be rich just to buy materialistic stuff. No, we... We want to create this. We should be all had a mindset to want to create this wealth so that we can invest in real estate and things of that nature. Oh yeah, I feel like the re- well, I didn't see it growing up like that. You know, as far as you know, people having all this money and all that. You know, we, you know, family, my family did the best they could, but that was my thing. Is okay if I'm going to build something. I don't want my kids or my my cousins or my nephews. I don't, you know, I don't want them to, you know, I want to be able to pass something down. And I don't want them to have to work as hard or go through what I went through. So my thing is, okay, before I shoot myself in the foot, where can I be the most impactful? So, okay, if I'm going to build this circle, who am I building with? Which would be okay the first people I'm thinking about are my family. And that's not everybody in my family. <laughs> it's the ones with the same mindset. Because I, we all got people in our family who they're they not right. But I said, okay, this is what I want to do. We all got together. And I'm like, okay, are, are y'all down with this? You know, this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm trying to build. And so they were like, yeah, that sounds good. So Everybody in the circle does something to build the, 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 the whole. Like you just do your part. You do what you do. We're not even asking you to come outside of yourself. Just do what you do. Or if I need you, hey, I'm going to reach out to you and say, hey, it's time. I need you. I need you to step up and vice versa. If you need me, I'll be there for you. And so once you, once, once again, once you got people with like mindsets, you can build. So that was my thing was to find people with like with a like mindset and then build. But at the same time, these were the closest people to me, meaning I didn't have to go that far. And quote unquote, people talking about I got, you know, friends. Who who really are your friends at the end of the day? Do you have somebody you can call when you don't have any money? You're on the side of the road. You're in jail. I need bail or whatever. Right. Just be careful who you call your friends. <laughs> so no, yeah, so there's no question I, about it. Yeah. I just I just wanted to start with the people who I thought I could touch and make the most impact. And I and now I got friends that I grew up with, you know, who I'm still close with. But this is something that I want to do for my family and leave some, you know, for us. So I'm gonna start there. But like I said, it ain't it ain't everybody. It's it's a small a circle of us, but we're all on the same page. 
so I didn't I didn't watch a lot of the show last night, but I did catch I think to me the most important part of the BET Award show. Um, Kurt Franklin won an award, uh, the Bobby Jones Award, which I'm sure he's won probably thirty times. It seemed like mm-hmm. I'm sure he he's won every type of award known to man. But he said something that just stuck with me. He said, and I'm paraphrasing this, of course. He said, too many times are, you know, somebody gets in a position of power and has success and refuses to pass the baton, they'll just die with the baton. He says, I want to be somebody that passed the baton. So he gives the award to a group that I guess finished runner up or something like that. He gives his award to him, right? Like literally, I've never seen it. Like I've never seen someone give their award to someone else on the stage, on the same stage. Like I literally is one of the most humbling things you'll ever see. And he made such a great point because it's like, what use is it of you of, of being successful if you don't impact the next generation? Like no one's going to live forever. And I just wonder, I have this question, a couple questions for you before I let you go. One, mm-hmm. do you feel like, because there are a number of successful black-owned businesses all across this country, across the world, a number of them. Do you feel like they are doing their jobs in terms of creating opportunities for yourself or even the next generation with some with in terms of with some of the success they had? What are, what are your thoughts on that? I don't. <sighs> I'll say this. If they are, they're not making it easy to get in touch with them. <laughs> so let, and I'm glad you spoke to this. To me, I am trying to, I'm leaving, say, corporate America. I'm doing the entrepreneurial thing, but I'm trying to take that to the next level. Right. And I'm trying to network and get in these rooms and get in these circles to do that. I'm not asking for anything. I right. just want, Put me in the room and, and let me, you know, let me do the rest. Right. And so I'm not saying that there aren't any doing this. It's just if they are, it's hard to get in these rooms. It's hard to get in these circles. It's who do you know? Or right. excuse me, who knows you? <laughs> so you can get in. So I can't speak to if it's happening, but from what I'm seeing, it seems like it's not to where it's making a difference. So uh, I'm kind of in that space to where I'm trying to transition to the next level, take my brand to the next level. Like you said, I'm trying to expand, trying to scale up, trying to just trying to meet with different uh, manufacturers and distributors. But who am I? Like, they don't know me. (laughs) So it's like, okay, who do you know? They say your network is your net worth. Yep. So it's who do you know or who knows you to get you in these spaces that you can't get in. And so I don't see, I'm not saying that they're not helping, but I not on a large scale. Uh, and one last one. So what, without, you know, giving away anything secretive and what have you, Mm-hmm. What, is, what is the future of your company look like? What in terms of what direction do you want it to go in? What do, what do you see in the near future? Um, definitely, uh, the near future. Definitely, I'm pumping my uh, my merchandise is doing is very well uh, with this whole new rebranding. Oh man! So 
I love that. And I love, and and I didn't know this in the beginning and when I was first doing this. Uh, I, I do like the merchandise lane. So I always want to have some kind of merchandise out there. So you definitely see more merch, but I do want to expand that to where I don't have to do all the work and I can just, you know, and set it on autopilot and it does its own thing. Um, as far as the design, the creations, that's the easy part. It's just the whole uh, manufacturing and distributing of it. So if I could get somebody to handle that, oh, that would be great. Uh, as far as the styling, the AM to PM side, the average man to polish man uh, with the image consulting. Um, because I thought ACM was going to be the image consultant, but now that I, I've re reconfigured and reevaluated everything, ACM is, is the umbrella, but AM to PM is definitely there because I like to style and be the image consultant. And I am also I'm working with women now. I've been styling two women. So I'm expanding in the, in, in the space uh, as far as image consultants, working with women. Um, helping them build their wardrobes uh, all top to bottom, as well as men, of course, because that's where I started. Um, but I do want to be um, a stylist or a consultant to, um, I guess you could say, you know, some some Hollywood uh, client, get some Hollywood clients or, or professionals. Right now, I have a few, uh, but not on that level. But uh, I definitely want to be um, like an executive or a uh, personal stylist for, say, a couple of high-end clients. But I like being able to do have the merch out, but I also want to style at the same time. And then I also told you I want to design my own piece and have like signature pieces that I put out. And so you're like, oh, okay, I know that's that's ACM, that's that's AM to PM, yeah, that's Adrian McDonald, yeah, that's. Yes. So yeah. Again, you know you have to support this podcast. Um, again, I I stand by uh, your merchandise. I got a couple of your pieces. Um, I didn't again. I just don't buy anything or just don't wear anything. So I I I strongly recommend it to anyone. I uh, even matter of fact, I was out of town not too long ago uh, last week, and someone complimented. Uh, the shirt with the uh, gold, the gold glitter that 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 guy made you a compliment. So I was like, you know, so you know, you're, you're the, the style, the the clothing you have is definitely uh, high quality. And um, give everybody your Instagram, Twitter, and what have you, and where in terms of where they can reach you and and and, um, uh, and contact you for merchandise. Yes, uh, right now. Uh, I am doing everything through Instagram and Facebook. So uh, Instagram is ACM Lifestyle, at ACM Lifestyle, and uh, Facebook is at ACM Lifestyle, the same. So you can catch catch me on on either one. I'm very active on both. I post weekly. Yeah, I will will put that on my, on, you know, on the, on the, uh, the episode, uh, uh, the episode review as far as i'll put that on there when the episode comes out so all that, that information is all your information as well from that standpoint so folks can reach you or, or or you know get merchandise contact you from that standpoint adrian as uh it's been great talking to you again man we again we wish you all the best we know you know you're going to be winning in the end and uh again we'll you know continue to support the uh, merchandise the company 
And I again, look forward to speaking to you uh, in, the, in the near future. For sure, man. And thanks for the platform. Thanks for the time. I uh, appreciate you wearing the merch. <laughs> Give me a good shout out, man. And for sure, uh, I love to come back. Uh, and um, yeah, man, we'll talk soon. Thanks for having me. No question about it. You, you take it. Uh, you enjoy your evening. Okay, you too, man. All right. All right. Adrian McDonald, all calculated measures. Uh, always great talking to Adrian. Um, just love seeing, um, you know, black entrepreneurs out there winning. I again, I just I don't wear just anything. So if I tell you if I if I stand by the merchandise, it's quality merchandise. That's all there is to it. Um, again, you learned a lot um, in terms of you know we gotta. We gotta shift this mindset. I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of stuck on this as far as we gotta shift from, you know, from workers to owners and what have you. Because I, I just hear too many people complaining about their jobs in general in life. I just hear too many people complaining about their jobs. And again, if you put that there, there are plenty of hours in a, in a week to where you can work your full time hustle and still do what you love to do. And, and and chase your dreams and, and succeed at them. There's, there's no excuse. There, you can do both at the same time. You really can. And um, again, I'm looking, we're looking forward to seeing how Adrian and his company develops over in the future. We'll have, certainly have him back on. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I will be back later in the week with a sports podcast uh, a lot of stuff going on with the nba we'll talk about that um and so much more enjoy your evening so long